Welcome to another episode of Kopio Viciso. Tonight, I'm honored to have Raja Azrina Raja Othman, the Chief Information Security Officer at Telecom Malaysia. With over 20 years of experience in cybersecurity, she has been instrumental in shaping the landscape of information security in Malaysia, co-founding the Malaysian Computer Emergency Response Team, aka MyCert, and the first digital forensics lab in the country. Raja Azrina's illustrious career spans research, product development, operations and management making her a true authority in the field her commitment to cybersecurity and her significant contributions to national security initiatives are truly commendable i'm thrilled to have her with us today welcome to the show thank you thank you siva happy to be here it's a pleasure so let's get started um tell me about yourself explain how you got into cybersecurity and what do you do now I've been in a cybersecurity field um domain in general over uh, 25 years actually 28 years I think so yeah I'm I'm old right um <laughs> <laughs> and uh I came into uh this field I would say uh rather fated yeah in those days yeah cybersecurity is not a, a field of study uh it's not ta- taught in the university uh we had a very strong foundation hardware and software computing i aim to return and and i applied uh for my final year uh final semester or so already applying for the job to work with the first isp in malaysia so that's how i came on board and um i was actually willing to do anything and um anything in the job and i took up uh now engineering role multiple domains so network system engineer managing authentication system now engineer was uh, was uh, dishing out uh, pops yeah point of presence uh, across the nation nms network management systems deployment having that network and system foundation in operations actually uh was very significant in my later years as i go into security without me realizing it yeah so uh the turning point was an incident that was in 1995 so there was a compromise uh somehow i was roped in by my boss at that time uh who was the svp and he 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 told me work with him in figuring out what happened so in the my first uh now that i realized that it's, it was forensics yeah it was really intriguing i began to learn a lot about security so in a way i began in security as a self taught really right no formal education really i was just hacking my own system as i learned how the hackers work i actually uh tried to break into the systems i was managing and then start fixing it so uh break and fix break and fix and uh that that sort of uh built up yeah a, a strong interest and uh yeah the rest is history <laughs> <laughs> so over the years i've actually taken up uh several roles yeah uh from starting up a uh emergency computer emergency uh response team and then later uh the formation of uh, uh writing the proposal and setting up the uh first um national level uh security agency and later move around uh in consultancy uh and uh doing all that and now I'm actually um uh, a CISO in one of the uh, largest I'd say telco uh, locally yeah 
Right. Very interesting. Um, for the benefit of our listeners, I would like to share a bit of uh, personal history. Um, Raja Azri now played a crucial role in my career trajectory, being part of the panel that interviewed me for my first um, <laughs> significant role in cybersecurity with what is now known as Cybersecurity Malaysia. I think at that time it was known as NICER. Right? Yes. Uh, you mentioned about MySet. You co-founded MySet as well. So I'm, you know, had the privilege of working directly under her leadership when I was uh, doing computer forensics. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. yeah, Rajasthan was my CTO back then. Yeah. So now you mentioned that you are a CISO right now, and the the topic um, of this episode is really about how you became a CISO and, you know, how are you carrying the, the role in your current organization, right? And on that note, in Malaysia, the role of the CISO is still relatively new, right? Um, even with the acceleration provided by Bank Negara Malaysia by virtue of them publishing the uh, RMIT policy document. Uh, I suppose many organizations are grappling with integrating this role into their existing structure, Right. Um, and, and also in this evolving landscape, your journey to to become a CISO is particularly significant. Right. Having said that, could you share with us your unique part uh, to this role, including the key decisions, challenges and milestones that shape your career? I know you covered uh, your, your history, uh, but rather more like, you know, from the turning point until mm-hmm. you became a CISO, right? I know it's a fully loaded question, <laughs> but yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you uh, on, on, the, on the pretext that the role of CISO uh, new in, in the, uh, locally and the positioning of the CISO uh, varies yeah, across organization and verticals. One of the uh, things is that there, n- none of the jobs that I've, I've had in the past are actually based on my own application. <laughs> so in a way, um, um, job comes my way. And we, the are, CISO... we are on high demand. <laughs> yeah, somehow, uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, the CISO roles um, actually uh, came my way uh, too. And uh, security is something that you, you have to, to think hard about going uh, on a full-time job, okay? Because uh, it, it's really uh, time-consuming. And um, so on this uh, role, uh, basically, uh, one of the first thing I asked yeah, uh, for any of the offers that comes along is that, who will the CISO report to? Okay. So um, this is uh, very important uh, the way I see it because uh, cybersecurity in, uh, in many organizations is actually uh, involves transformation, right? So when we're talking about transformation, it requires a lot of change. And uh, the change is not just in IT, but it's in governance, it's in the business, the way uh, we do business. It's uh, also how we architect solutions, yeah? Uh, And it requires investment, right? So uh, the uh, tone from the top, uh, the strong will, yeah, from the top is very important. Uh, It requires a top-down push. Cybersecurity goes horizontal in any organization yeah and so uh it it requires a very strong uh governance yeah and uh principles and priorities yeah to be uh clearly defined yeah one of the things that uh appealed to me yeah is that uh, as i take up this uh role one of 
the, on the very first day, actually, for one to start in this role, it is uh, important to ensure that everyone uh, that uh, in key positions are actually on the same page, yeah, with regard to security. Okay, so that helped a lot actually in uh, gaining uh, support from colleagues, yeah and peers yeah, across the organization. Because as I say, security is always a challenge. Yeah? In, because of the fact that businesses are going for the bottom line, right? And uh, we need to ensure that uh, the whole organization are on board with the security agenda. Right. That really resonates with you know, what I went through in my path to becoming a CISO in my current organization, right? You know, as you pointed out, it's very important uh, with regards to the reporting line. Uh, the role needs to be empowered from the board all the way to the C-level and, and the working level. And and interestingly, you mentioned it's horizontal, right? I mean, uh, security doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's, it's supposed to be integrated across all business functions, and most importantly, engaging the other business units, the C-levels and I suppose all the head of departments to really understand the business processes and, and, and whatnot, right? So these are some of the things that um, I negotiated as well when I took up the role. And, you know, as part of my quote-unquote uh, first 100 days of my CISO role, was also very much, I spent a lot of time talking to all the business head, if you will, right? And, and yeah, you know, it's almost impossible for us to pull this off if you don't understand the business, right? And switching gear, um, I, I suppose you were more of a technical hands-on person. You, you mentioned that at the beginning, right? You started hacking away <laughs> as early as 1995. But CISO is not a technical role and it's all about business. So how did you transition into this role from technical to business-oriented? To be honest, yeah, that all about business, yeah, CISO is all about business, really is about, actually is about uh, aligning security with business objectives, yeah. And um, one of the things that helped me actually uh, in, in, in this role is that uh, I've had uh, several years uh, doing incident response uh, for various organizations, doing consultancy, solutioning for various organizations in a way that positioned us uh, in a, a consulting role, right? Basically, uh, in a way, what, we're, what CISOs are doing now, uh, positioning security in such a way that enables uh, businesses to uh, build resiliency, yeah? in their solutions. What also helps me is that um, having had my hands dirty in multiple security domains, it does help me uh, to see the big picture. Right. Uh, it's easier to zoom in and zoom out yeah, out of any issues. And uh, with that, we have better clarity on risk management. And risk management is very uh, is one of the key requirements or, or key skills yeah, that, that we have to have in this field in order to navigate the team, the organization, yeah, towards a common goal for security. And uh, at the same time, without leaving a dent, yeah, in the, in our financial, yeah, in the business finance, uh, financials. So we need to make smart uh, investments, yeah, security investments uh, for the organization. So having had that background, that, that technical 
background help help me see a better uh, picture what what the organizations really need yeah so um what is common i think uh, and and we both can resonate on this that uh it projects yeah they want it fast like they want it yesterday right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay and they want it at a reduced cost right and and uh what i i try to remind them is that yeah you you also do not you also want to avoid incidents right because there's a cost involved in every incident right so by doing it right the first time uh it helps to actually um avoid the uh the the, the upcoming costs yeah involved in in recovery so um that that approach yeah seems to uh, uh allow uh businesses to uh take a step back and, and, and re-look at their approach and strategy, right? So my, my positioning, I, I know some, some I've seen in one uh, conference, I think um, one of the presenter positions, uh, security, why you should be doing security is because you will uh, be seen as a hero. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. So I thought it was uh, quite, okay, funny, but um the thing is, we are enablers, yeah, and we are consultants, right? And uh, we are not the enforcers, yeah. Uh, we want to be able to be uh, to talk to every uh, business uh, entity or line of business in the organization, and we want to be able to embed that uh, security practice uh, in in their business processes, yeah. So we need to be seen as that uh, team and. And security is a, a uh, team effort, right? We, right? we won't be able to, to get it done alone, right? So yeah, um, how uh, I, I, I transition into this role, I would say um, having a clear understanding on what are the uh, business objectives of the organization and align that yeah, with, uh, with our security uh, requirements. Yeah, completely agree with you there, right? I think uh, the benefit of having that technical hands-on experience um, early in the career would definitely help being successful in this in this role. Uh, especially in Malaysia, uh, from what I've observed so far, most of the CISOs come from technical background. But I think, you know, like you mentioned, um, uh, probably you would have also seen outside of Malaysia, there's also um, a lot of this, this drive where you know, people from, uh, I don't know, a business intelligence background or financial mm -hmm. background or general counsels, you know, transitioning into CISO roles. Plus, you mentioned it's a, it's a team effort. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. So what your daily life look like as a CISO, right? You know, uh, typically what goes on, we're able to like, you know, highlight top three tasks that you routinely engage in on a day-to-day -day basis as a CISO. Right. Um... I would say that, uh, yeah, a cappuccino, yeah, to start the day, right? Okay. And then, uh, okay, the first thing is actually uh, one of the top things that uh, we do uh, is the engagement with internal stakeholders, yeah? And uh, it involves a lot of this day-to-day. -day. I think you did mention that too uh, uh, earlier, that, yeah, these uh, internal stakeholders' engagement are uh, critical, because uh, we want to be able to address any of the concerns, any uh, specific requirements, any new requirements, uh, to be able to bring in uh, security early, 
Yeah. So um, my approach to security is security by design, security, uh, privacy by design. Yeah. Uh, so PBD and uh, security by design are two main uh, uh, principles that I, I carry. And in order to do that, uh, we have to come in very early, yeah, uh, early onset of any projects. Uh, but most of all, yeah, it's not just engaging with the technical, the IT uh, leaders or the network leaders, but it's also engaging a whole lot with the legal uh, general counsel, with procurement, uh, with the business units, yeah, uh, because um, there's a whole lot of uh, uh, practice, yeah, that uh, uh, that are being embedded, yeah, in these uh, business processes, yeah. So that's one. Secondly, um, we have, uh, I mean, key things that I look into are actually the cybersecurity programs, yeah. And these are development programs and there are multiple concurrent programs uh, uh, going on. And uh, the whole aim, yeah, is uh, institutionalizing yeah, the security framework within the key business process. So there's a whole lot of, uh, activities going on uh, in parallel and I, I try to ensure that uh, I'm on, on top of this yeah uh, to see any issues or any interventions uh, if you like yeah uh, if required thirdly it'll be the monitoring yeah of the uh, operational uh, reserve and uh, a lot of this is actually automated yeah and uh, we automate uh, as much as we can in reporting. But uh, the monitoring is actually for the purpose of identifying new challenges or um, any uh, new focus areas that we need to look into. Yeah. So that's the whole aim of, of that. So yeah, pretty much those are the three areas that uh, uh, I make it a point uh, in looking at daily. Yeah. Do you also fill up a lot of they try to shift the perimeter of, of that security to the third parties as well, right? So there's, mm. a, there's the drive with regards to uh, having robust third party risk management. So if you are servicing the financial industry, then you are subjected to all kind of third party risk assessment, audits, questionnaires. Right. 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 It, it just doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That That is a constant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for avoidance of doubt, even though I detest, but uh, in early early days in my career, I totally enjoyed it because I took that as an opportunity for me to understand my company, right? You know, by filling up all those questionnaires, you were forced to reach out to other business units, your IT, your product development, your software development teams and all that. And that really ramped up my understanding with regards to uh, my company's uh, security posture, right? Uh, mm. One thing I forgot to uh, pick up from your earlier answer, which, you know, where you regarded the role of a CISO as a consultant, I think that's brilliant um, because that's what we do, right? Um, yes. we, we, we consult, we advise, we advocate, yes. right? So, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting because that's how I <laughs> also positioned myself in my organization in the beginning. And I was called out, I think, hey, look, you know, don't keep advising us. You are not a consultant. <laughs> then I had to come up with 
the whole racy matrix on how to run a security <laughs> program to show, hey, I'm security. These are the activities. These are the roles and responsibilities and accountability. And then suddenly, the entire senior management understood, you know, what I I mean, where I'm coming from. Yeah. 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 But but like you said, it's a constant education, awareness. And yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I yeah I think the difference is that yeah sorry to cut you uh the difference is that uh we are we are consult provide providing consultancy but at the same time we have to be a bit assertive. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it, it's not the 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 plain uh consultancy role here. Yeah. Because uh yeah we do that assertiveness and we also okay. prescribe <laughs> solutions. Right. So let's move on. Um. The developing nature of the CISO role in Malaysia, as I mentioned earlier, often means that uh, new incumbents are expected to build their teams from scratch um, and to kickstart the security program, right? And yourself as a seasoned professional, uh, you have undoubtedly uh, experienced and navigated such challenges, I suppose, right? And, and you mentioned you carried multiple roles in the past, managed multiple teams, and currently the CISO of the biggest telco in Malaysia. Um, I'm keen to pick your brain on how you find yourself in this builder position, like team building position, right? Um, and, and especially where and what should you prioritize when assembling your team uh, to initiate a security program? Right. Okay, great question. One of the things that uh, I believed in, even in my early days yeah, in managing teams, is that uh, uh, we need to know uh, our strength and we need to know and identify the strength of your members, your team members, and we need to uh, further uh, amplify that yeah, and, and let them really, you know, fly, you know. And um, in any organization, I mean, I, I've been in the past uh, uh, in and out of uh, various organizations. Um, I find that uh, it's, it's uh, great to be working to, with different, I mean, we, we learn when we work with different uh, set of people, yeah. And uh, we learn their strength. Yeah, we learn and we leverage on each other's strength. Yeah. So in building a, a, a team, yeah, and I think I, I, I'm blessed that I, I came in with a team already uh, in place. Yeah. Um, what we need to further do is uh, further develop. So completing the team with all the right uh, focus uh, uh, skill sets, yeah, to ensure that we can uh, generally conduct the most common role of uh, security in-house, yeah. So pretty much that was the aim. Um, so I think my years in, in, in developing teams, yeah, that, that uh, somewhat helped, yeah. Um, but uh, the second thing that, uh, uh, that I, I find that it was important is that in, in navigating through these challenges is I need to know the threat landscape, yeah. So that was also one of the first thing uh, I had, I, I did, yeah. Uh, even before getting in, yeah, to know where what I'm getting myself into, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you need to know the trend landscape, yeah, of the organization, and um, we need to uh, be able to um, uh, ensure that we 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 know where to prioritize or what to prioritize in, yeah, and. Um, we can only develop a team if the team is no more uh, firefighting. Yeah, uh, 
Uh, I've seen organizations, yeah, uh, I think uh, many uh, can uh, agree with me that uh, in IT and security, uh, many are actually uh, firefighting, yeah, in, uh, out there. And um, in a CISO role, yeah, it's very important to ensure that you address uh, what are the uh, first, uh, what, what are the, I would say the first eight, right? The first eight, the, 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 the thing that you put out the fire, yeah, um, and ensure that you have a, a stable team to further develop them, yeah, with a proper program, yeah. So that, that is important, yeah. Um, right. In prioritizing, yeah, uh, my approach has all been, always been with uh, starting with strategy, framework, and then the plan, yeah. And uh, this needs to come in, in uh, not a, a year's plan, yeah. It could be a three-year plan. Uh, uh, and having that plan out early, yeah, uh, gives better clarity for the stakeholders, yeah, for the top management. And, um, and it gives you uh, a head start. It gives, uh, it provides you that buy-in, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that pretty much is, is the, the, the key role yeah, in, in coming up with a strong team, development uh, in investing, in developing people uh, in the team, uh, investing in the right tools, prioritizing and having a good security program yeah, to help the, the team uh, to navigate uh, throughout. Yeah. Right, right. I, I forgot to ask you this. Are you the first CISO for TM? Um, I'm not, actually. I, I had a predecessor. Ah, yeah. Okay, okay. Actually. So, I mean, the, the reason I ask is because uh, I've been thinking about this, especially, you know, that became clearer when, when I was uh, preparing for this episode um, with you. Uh, the difference between a first ever CISO for a company oh. versus stepping into... Uh, you know, a vacant CISO position, a, a position that was left uh, by someone, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So yeah, definitely, there's a difference, and I, I, I think being being pioneer in uh, security back in late, you know, mid nineties. Um, so I've had a fair share, yeah, of setting from ground zero, yeah, to um, uh, to anything really <laughs> now. So if I were to come in with an already outfit, so um, I think it's uh, it's it's pretty clear. We just need to uh, understand the strength, yeah, and 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 that's the whole approach that I've been doing over the decade, you know, identifying uh, people's strength, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The way you articulated about the the building the team and all that. Wanted to go back to the one that you mentioned about your day to day job right you know the mm. first thing that you mentioned was about you know how you thrive to embed security early in in any designs right and and part of that is really about engagement with with business units on a on a day-to-day -day basis right yeah yeah so so on that note i'm also thinking that the CISO should be spending more time outside um, you know, uh, regularly and constantly talking to other C-suites or business leaders in product development, IT, marketing, HR, procurement. Uh, you already mentioned mentioned that, right, in, mm. in, in the beginning. Mm. And, and yeah, so I, I also strongly believe that without fostering these relationships, a CISO could be inadvertently, um, you know, setting themselves up for failure. I wanted to point that out. You mentioned as that as your 
first item in your day-to-day task, right? Moving on, uh, being a CISO requires staying current with the constantly evolving landscape of cyber threats and technologies. So how do you maintain your learning curve and ensure that you are up to date with the latest developments in cybersecurity? I'm a believer, yeah, that uh, uh, for any cybersecurity practitioner, not just CISOs, yeah, it's important to be on top with regard to uh, one cyber threat, the other is the uh, technology in defense, yeah, in the blue team uh, tooling, right? So um, to get that, basically, uh, we need to keep up to date, uh, reading a lot of uh, uh, tech and also security um, reports, yeah, uh, latest uh, trends and sort. But uh, one of the things that I do enjoy is actually in uh, roundtable sessions or uh, webinars. Um, even if it takes me like midnight, a one hour session, <laughs> okay. uh, because it's held in the other side of the world. Yeah. Uh, I still get on, on board of that uh, uh, sessions uh, just to learn from others. Yeah. So that, that really helps uh, in uh, giving me a pulse. Yeah. Uh, telling me my, whether we are on the right track that, so, so those are the, some of the, uh, things that I think is important. Yeah, it's not just uh, understanding the the threats, but also understanding what worked, what didn't work in terms of uh, solutions. And one of the best ways to learn from others. Yeah, apart from learning from others, um, I also always say that security is a team sport. Um, we don't know everything, right? Um, sometimes the best of ideas um, or a solution for a certain security problem can really come from outside of the team uh, by, you know, virtue of us engaging with the rest of the business uh, functions and units, right? And also, like you mentioned, right, it's clear that continuous learning and adaptation are essential in the cybersecurity field. Uh, The strategies you have have shared, like webinar, roundtables, online courses, uh, networking with industry peers, all offer valuable insights to both current professionals and those aspiring to join the field, I suppose, right? Definitely, definitely. So switching gear, I should have asked this earlier, but I don't know why. Uh, Only now I thought about this. How do you communicate the often complex and technical issues of cybersecurity to other executives or board members who may not have a technical background? You know, typically what strategies have worked well for you? I'd say that um, one of the major challenge yeah uh in in this uh in a CISO role yeah is uh, becoming that bridge with the understanding on the how to uh navigate the the security program at the same time giving an optic yeah to the um board level uh to ensure that they have some assurance at the same time allow them to um to basically test yeah uh, our level of uh, controls are sufficient or otherwise, right? So um, that uh, platform actually uh, provides uh, a window for the for board members. That that session with the board members actually provide a window uh, for them to gauge, yeah, at where we're at with regard to security. Of course, the objective, the intention is uh, ultimately uh, they want assurance, 
Um, and my approach is that uh, we need to provide them uh, that um, measurable indicators uh, that uh, to ensure that we are at certain uh, level of implementation and controls or security measurement, there's two. Yeah, one is completeness, the other is effectiveness, right? So these are the two things that uh, we uh, provide uh, uh, in terms of um, progress and uh, assurance uh, to the board. Yeah, so definitely it is it is a challenge. Yeah, translating the how to uh, at the working level uh, to uh, to a level in which uh, they get a window uh, of view of of where we're at with our programs. Yeah, not so, not easy. A whole lot of uh, analogy. Yeah. yeah. Tell, tell, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um, right. Going back to the earlier question, whether you are the first CISO. I mean, um, mine is slightly different. I I am the first CISO. So it was an interesting experience when I faced the board for the first time. Of course, um, having not faced the board so much in my previous role, I wasn't facing the board per se, but it was more on like, you know, financial stability committee. You know, we assess threat landscape of the industry and provide overview, right? But this is, you're talking about your threat landscape, uh, how exposed we are. Uh, if there are any incidents out there and then the board members will ask, okay, uh, are we safe? Um, are we um, exposed to similar uh, vulnerabilities or threats? You know, that kind of question. And then you need to align and give them the assurance, right? As you mentioned. Right. So um, I also like to think of us as a, as a translator. Uh, you know, we mm. the challenge is to translate the technical nuances into business or risks. Right based language right because board members essentially they, un they, they only understand risk and business so yeah but fast forward two years i'm very sure that you know now it's a lot easier for you uh because you know they have get they have gotten accustomed to you they understand um you know their their level of maturity i suppose would have also increased right so uh, uh I, i'm very sure two years ago and now it's a lot more easier for you to communicate with the board uh, having set the stage yeah so definitely um that that has uh the, the risk uh, approach uh has helped a lot yeah uh in uh bringing out the uh key areas of focus that you need to look into yeah rather than looking into a whole lot of uh, uh activities yeah so Correct. yeah definitely that helps yeah 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 you know bringing the focus to that the, the most risky part of of, the, of yeah yeah you know bringing the focus to that the, the most risky part of of the, of the business right exactly yeah we also don't want to overload them because they'll be grappling with many other things and exactly <laughs> so yeah now last two questions of course you know given your credibility um given your stature uh, with regards to the national level cybersecurity and all then i'm very sure people will be looking up to you and, and aspiring to be a CISO like you one day. So for those individuals who are aspiring to step into the role as a CISO, what advice would you give them? And what are some of the crucial skills or experiences they should focus on? I've had quite a few uh, questions coming up uh, my way. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. On that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, I think um, 
firstly, having a, a sound uh, or some, you know, technical know-how helps, yeah. Um, but most importantly, yeah, having the ability to uh, contextualize yeah, issues and be very good at problem solving. Yeah? Right. Um, at the same time, I think in any cybersecurity role, I think it's very important to be uh, calm. Very important to be calm. <laughs> because uh, we're dealing with a whole lot of uh, um, issues and uh, we need to be able to uh, uh, position yeah, and uh, provide uh, very quick response and advices, right? So you need you need that calmness, yeah, in order to uh, to manage and navigate the team, right? Now, um, most one of the first thing I would say that uh, for any CISO role, uh, as I shared earlier, yeah, it's very important to uh, understand what you're getting yourself into, yeah. So take uh, calculated risks. Know where uh, uh, the positioning uh, that you're at. Uh, in the organization, um, be bold, yeah, uh, be bold in this role because um, uh, you have to take, uh, to make decisions, to, uh, to come up with programs um, that would uh, help the organization uh, in the long run. So uh, you, you, need, you need to be bold in attempting uh, right programs right so uh, only you will know what works uh, with your organization uh, others may come and go and, and tell you yeah uh, what you need but really uh, for someone who's in the organization you know the heartbeat of that organization and you know what are the gaps you know what works and what will not work right so um, so that is uh, part of the planning that you need to put uh, in place. And uh, yeah, uh, that's one of the key things uh, that you will have to, to do, yeah. And um, in terms of um, uh, the other strong yeah, uh, skill or uh, competency, I would say, yeah. Uh, besides all the technical know-how, the strategy, uh, the other is uh, the key component, I would say, is actually communication, yeah. Right. You need to be able to communicate uh, at the technical level as well as becoming the bridge uh, to the business and translate it to uh, the management in terms of the value, yeah, of uh, security. So, um, for example, uh, I think one of the uh, examples we have is that... Uh, in 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 among security practitioner, yeah. When you say uh, your your application is vulnerable to arbitrary code execution, right? If you tell that to many, even IT personnel, yeah, it may not actually come, you know, uh, very clear to them. But if you say, uh, oh yeah, ransomware can ex be executed if you don't patch, yeah, they'll get it, right? Right. So, <laughs> it's, it's, it's how you communicate these um, vulnerabilities and, and how you get people motivated yeah, to, to do the fix, right? So, so that's what I mentioned earlier, uh, to be assertive, yeah? 
at the same time, we need to be compassionate. Yeah, we know everyone has their own uh, struggle. Yeah, uh, but always my approach is uh, we need to show the way. Yeah, so insecurity, we know how uh, some things uh, uh, can. I mean, in any uh, vulnerabilities, there's always short-term, long-term measure. Yeah. Uh, so we need to show that path, yeah, guide them, yeah, and 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 that usually works, yeah. So um, yeah, in a nutshell, uh, those are the uh, key, uh, I would say, criteria or uh, skills. I would say, yeah, uh, that would be helpful, yeah, in this field. Right, I couldn't agree more. Um, the combination of technical skills, uh, managerial abilities. Um, and a keen understanding of business needs is indeed vital for anyone aspiring to a CISO role, right? And you mentioned about even, you know, going down further, uh, the ability to contextualize issues um, and not to mention uh, good at problem solving. I think that to me, it's the number one criteria to be, uh, to, to excel or to thrive in this role. And I would also add, um, you know, curiosity. Uh, yes, think, you know, right? Definitely. Um, yeah, right. yeah. And and Definitely. another one that I really like is calmness. <laughs> you know, people <laughs> tend to panic, and and even today, I had to grapple with my second line of defense, uh, because they read news about um one one incident, and they wanted to update the senior management and ask me to provide some input. I said, why do we want to do this? Right? You know, first, you know, we just check whether we are okay. If we are okay, we don't have to update immediately because it's not an incident it's not even a near miss right and then right. it will set panic unnecessarily right so these kind of updates you should it should include in your regular uh, quarterly updates you know like you know you want to provide the track landscape and all that right i think you are right you know we play the role be the figure to provide that that, that the calmness within <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> the, the, the constant fire uh, in, in the IT ecosystem, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Very important, yeah, to have a, 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 a peaceful mind, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and very important in, in in the line of cybersecurity, really, yeah. Otherwise, you'll be dealing with, you know, high BP and all the other. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah the, 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 the global trend is about 22 months, right? Uh, the right. Among the CISOs, uh, I just hope that, you know, we don't go through that. Yeah, so um, lastly, um, this is sort of a personal, not so personal, I suppose, right? You know, rather outside of your professional life. Uh, I've known you for so long, but I've only known you professionally. <laughs> it's all work. <laughs> uh, so so now I think it's an opportunity for me to shoot this question. So what do you do or what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? Basically, how do you balance the demands of your role with your personal life? I, I honestly wish I had more time when my kids <laughs> were younger. Yeah, when they were younger. Now, uh, the kids are all grown up. So, pretty much, uh, my my time uh, uh, spent on in family gatherings. Yeah. So, I have all grown up kids. Um, I have two grandkids, really. Okay. Oh, really? So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not so, judging <laughs> so uh, one of the things I like is actually uh, I try to be outdoor uh, when I can yeah because of the demand of the work uh, as it is yeah I like to swim I like to brisk walk um, 
Other than that, I do uh, volunteer to speak in uh, various platforms for women in STEM, women in cybersecurity. Yeah. Uh, I like to uh, encourage new talents yeah, in this field and we have a shortage. Yeah. And uh, I'd like more people who are passionate in this field to be in, in it. And I think that's the only way to, uh, to keep uh, the community going. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't really have much of a personal life, come to think of it. <laughs> no, don't say that. I mean, you, know, you mentioned that you spend more time with your kids than your grandkids. Plus, yeah. I guess, you know, swimming, breeze walking, they are all personal, right? So we, we have our own ways of, um, you know, striking the balance, I suppose. Right, yeah. definitely, definitely. Okay, um, I guess, you know, we have come to the end of the episode. And I, I can't believe that we have already spent about 50, 40 minutes plus. And I do, I, I still have many questions, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting topic and, you know, picking your brain, um, I, I, I think there are a lot more for me to learn or even for our listeners. And if, if there is an opportunity, we could do part two of this uh, I, I hope probably I can go back and digest and, and come up with uh, more follow-up questions. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so again, um, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed it, really. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, minus the coffee, yeah. Uh, truly enjoyed it. And perhaps we could sync up. Yeah, uh, one of these days, uh, yeah, face to face.